Tengo el alma enamorada, no más de pensar. Yo solo quiero pegar en la radio. Welcome back to South of the Eight. With me always is Jessica. Hi, everyone. And I'm David. For today in Mi Barrio, we're going to be talking about Chicano Park Vive, which is the line of events they're going to be having this summer. Last week, they had uh, Mujeres de la Revolución. This weekend, on Sunday, I believe, they're going to be having Danza Mexicayotl. Sorry, my Nahuatl is a little rusty, but uh, next week, on Friday 23rd, uh, they're going to be having Mochilatón. Yes, uh, Mochilatón is going to be a backpack giveaway, and it's going to have school supplies, the basic school supplies, so that, that would be great to, to have for the beginning of the school year. You know what? It's a great resource, honestly. Uh, we all need a hand, and it's going to help a lot of people. So stay tuned on the events. Uh, sorry, stay tuned on their social medias uh, for any of the information for location and time. Growing up, did your family take you to those giveaways where they would give toys or school? Yeah, stores? I remember specifically, I can't remember what age, but I remember very vividly going to Kimball Park um, uh, for one of the for one of the toy giveaways. And I remember my parents made me wrap the gift, put it under the tree and wait about 20 days before I could open it. That was torture. <laughs> but it was really yeah, cool because yeah. I remember being so happy to wait in line. I think we waited a couple hours and I was like... I don't care. I'm just, I'm getting a free toy. I was like, I'll wait here all day. Yeah. So that was pretty cool. Yeah. I, I remember once we got, um, we went to, it was actually in Tijuana. It was a motorcycle club that was giving away shoes. And we waited a very long time. And then Los, uh, los Zapateria Tres Hermanos. I don't know. You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it was my sister and I. My, my mom was actually on vacation. And, and my sister and I were just with my dad. He did not know what to do with us. Like, he couldn't even cook for us. We would be at my auntie's house uh, almost every day. And and he took us randomly to that event. And we got free shoes. We made a long line. The, it was really cool by the motorcycles were there. And it was like a show. Uh, but I remember that one. And then it's, it's funny because as a little kid, you would do the long line. You get something for free. But it's so meaningful because it was really meaningful. And I always remember that story. I'm like, oh, I got free shoes one day. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I was pumped about that. Yeah. Toy. It was a toy motorcycle. I remember mm-hmm. it was like a tiny toy motorcycle. And even at the time, I remember it was like, oh, one, one of these days, when I grow up, mm-hmm. I'm going to get a motorcycle. And I think when I finally did, I was like, mm-hmm. a part of me was like, oh, man, like if young me could see mm-hmm. me right now, you know, because it was just, I don't know, it was special. And it was the mm-hmm. fact that it was free was really cool, too, because it was just like, wow, like. It's even better. Like even mm-hmm. at the time, I was like, I knew, I knew that free things were Good. that much better. Yeah. <laughs> Good, yeah, yeah. It's like hell yeah. That's why I was like, it's I, like every time I get free food at work, I'm just like, wow, exactly. this is amazing it's food. food. <laughs> yeah, you never say no to free food or yeah, free, free drinks or anything like that. You lived in TJ for a while, right? Yeah, I crossing did. over, crossing uh-huh. over here. Yeah, I was. So my, I left when I was a year old. So I was born here, and then when I was a year old, my family moved to TJ. My dad would still work here, so he would cross every day. He would do the cross to work, go back home. But when I was of age to go to school, I went to school in Tijuana. So I was I was there for a couple of years, and then I came back when I was in fourth grade, and I would cross every day, and we would cross with my dad, my sister, and I. Um, he would go to work. And we would 
wake up super early. So but I, I think that's why I'm so grumpy in the mornings because I still like it's <laughs> it's that oh like yeah. it's a past PTSD of waking up in the mornings. But I would wake up really early, like I would say like four in the morning, three thirty, four in the morning. Yeah. And we would cross with him because he, he he worked in like construction yeah. field. So he would have to clock in like a sit and he would drop us off with my auntie and then we would like take a nap and then go to school. Yeah. So it was such a routine just to get to school. Yeah. And the border, like the crossing the border that early in the morning, especially over and over, you start seeing like the same people. Oh, yeah. Did you ever see like the same cars? And yeah. Like, same, same. Same ladies people, selling yeah. burritos and like it's yeah, always the same. Especially in the trolley. Because yeah. uh, so there was a time that my dad would take us all the way to my auntie's house. But when we got older, we didn't want to wake up that early. So my sister and I would just cross by ourselves. He, they would drop us off at the linea yeah. and we would cross walking. And when we cross walking, we would take the trolley. Same people. Yeah. Same time. Same, yeah. you know. Well, it's because everybody's getting the they same They even one. had like the, like where they sit at the same spot. <laughs> <laughs> always. Yeah. Like a routine. And, yeah. and everybody was like really friendly and. You know, it's just a struggle. Like it's a, it's a well, struggle. What's the same that, people like, trying to get to work? You know, exactly, it's like it's yeah. a commute. Like I I sometimes get that now that I drive, I get that sometimes with cars. If I'm going to the because I jump around a lot with job sites, but when I used to have the the same place to of work over and over and over for like months and years, you'd see the same people, like the mm-hmm. same cars, and sometimes you'd be like, wow, this dude is leaves his house at the same time every day because. I always see him taking the same exit or getting on the freeway at the same time. So it's kind of interesting. We all have sort of like our morning routine. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, yeah, it's crazy because I crossed. Um, I didn't do it for very long. I did it, I want to say for two years um, from fourth to fifth grade, I think. I crossed I crossed um, every morning and it was rough. I, I did not like it. We also woke up super early um, just to make it to class and it's and then it would stay super late after school just waiting for my dad to get out of work mm-hmm. it was just like super long days because crossing back to tj isn't fun either i mean it's not as long as of a line but it's still pretty rough yeah i know it is very long days and and to this day i have friends that do that like they work here they live in tj and they some of them have sentry which is great some of them don't so they really make line they make line go to work and then make traffic back to TJ because yeah. that traffic is horrible. Thursday through Thursday through like Sunday. Yeah, just specifically every day. Friday. Every day. But yeah, is, especially Friday. <laughs> it's like what three hours, two hours minimum. It's horrible, yeah. And that's just their lifestyle. That's just what they do that's every just single day. Part of their commute. And yeah. and there's they're they're used to it, and and they don't yeah. complain. They don't. It's just like it's part of their day. It's part of their day, yeah. And like I have friends that would come to san diego to see me or because we're having brunch or something and then they would send me a message like oh okay yeah like i'm about to go to the border and i was like wow you're really just like i just woke up like i'm about to get ready and they're <laughs> yeah, already ready got, about to start driving to make still and, got two, hours you know, to go. two hours drive and then make it here yeah two hours i think is now like the new normal which mm-hmm. I, it's a phrase i hate the new normal but it's like the standard i guess mm-hmm. better way to say it but yeah two hours is now um, for ready lane specifically, mm-hmm. it's not like, oh, like if I get in cross in two hours, then I'm good. Yeah. And it's crazy because I remember, I mean, I think pre pandemic, mm-hmm. um, 30 minutes was like great. It didn't happen all the time, but it would happen. 
and it was awesome when you got 30 to maybe an hour now i don't think i get anything less than two well i miss the pandemic time because um, i i go to the dentist every month and during the pandemic i would only make 30 minutes 30 minutes but now yeah now i make about three hours yeah it's it's rough which crossing rough, yeah um, which is why i don't feel like it's even more of a deterrent to go just because like oh man crossing back mm-hmm. like my family has made it a staple not to go on sundays or sorry come back on sundays mm-hmm. so right so we'll go on a friday till saturday but we'll get back saturday night before it becomes mm-hmm. a sunday um and so we don't even step over there on sunday just because like we know that's going to be or like on a four-day weekend like the monday it's going to be the worst like you're going to do four hours you know and that's just like you just do it i mean there's nothing else you can do but just sit there <laughs> yeah every time i gas. when i'm in line after i go to the dentist i keep thinking to myself like why am i going to the dentist in tj like i should just <laughs> i have insurance i have kaiser <laughs> like, i could there. i could go to the dentist here and yeah. you could and just finish your treatment i yeah no i ask about that and i guess i need to start my treatment all over again which is what? dumb I, I guess well, they, they just, just want, want more money. money. Yeah, yeah, they just want more money. So that was not an option. So I kept going that. And I was like, why did I even get a dentist over there on the phone, you know, to begin yeah, with? And it's mostly because family, my a lot of my family that lives here, they go to the doctor in Tijuana. They go to the dentist in Tijuana. Yeah, but for like a one-timer, you did a well, 18-month commitment. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> That's I guess. rough. Like, uh-huh. I'll go. But even I went for my like, molars. Cause uh-huh. you know, take off my wisdom teeth, but it it was an hour, two hours at the most. Mm-hmm. You're going every month. That's rough. yeah, but I mean braces. There, the price is a lot cheaper. Well, yeah, kind of I mean, yeah, here. financially, yeah. Um, because most insurances are not gonna co- are, are not gonna cover braces. They're cosmetic. They're considered cosmetic. Probably, yeah. Um, so it's at a discounted percentage, but it's gonna be a lot more money. Yeah, and it's crazy. I feel like. Having that, I mean, just the fact that we're talking about this as like, oh, like the option of crossing over and stuff like that. It's like that's so uh, predominant of like uh, border town people Mm -hmm. that it's like, oh, well, I go over there for this, but I do this here or like, oh, Mm -hmm. you you can just do it over there or like, hey, does it or has anyone asked you like, oh, do you know a good dentist or Mm -hmm. do you know a good food place in TJ? Because I'm going to go this weekend. And I feel like uh, it's interesting because that's its own little culture. Like, you have your Mexican culture, you have your, like, American, Southern California culture. But then um, the border crossing or, like, border kid culture, it's it, it's its own. Mm-hmm. It's kind of crazy. Whether it's be crossing by foot, you know, with your family or going over when you turn 18, <laughs> you know, and hanging out in Rebu and, like, Sexta and things like that. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy because I, I don't know that I could talk about that sort of stuff with anyone else. Like when people at work ask me about the sort of stuff, I tell them and they're always amazed. But I'm like, yeah, you you just don't understand. Just don't understand. Yeah, like mm-hmm. I that's just because yeah, it's just a trip. Yeah, I know. Cruzar la línea, it is a whole culture. Yeah, just the fact of having to do it, right? Like the, the chore of doing it. Uh, but also, like, what's your favorite food spot at the border? Like well, for me, it's Tortas Johnny. <laughs> oh, uh, torta there. Oh, like the burritos are good. Don't get me wrong. It's a good backup. But if the food truck is there, especially in San Isidro, oof. It's or the so Diablitos. Good. I love the Diablitos. Yeah, I feel like they're just so much of a mess. Like, same with the ice cream. They always melt so fast, and I'm just like, ugh. I love the Diablitos. <laughs> it's a must. 
<laughs> yeah. Uh, but like, see, that's that's the thing. Like, I'm sure a lot of people have their favorites, mm-hmm. or or like, uh, which linea, like, w- which one does your family use, or did your family have a specific one that was like, oh, this is better? Well, when we used to cross back in the day, it, la linea looked really, really different. Yeah, well, it's yeah. a lot different. But even but then, there was like different different ways to yeah there was different ways to get in so yeah they had one that was like oh this is the fastest one uh we wouldn't really like for a time segundo thai was the fastest yeah Uh, but i i feel like now it's not so i don't know i don't think there is such a thing as like oh this this one's better i think just sometimes this one is and sometimes Mm -hmm. the other one is like really depends on who's there the day who's working and what people chose Mm -hmm. that day because sometimes everybody that thinks that this is the fastest now have made it the slowest you know what i mean like it's mm-hmm. just i don't know everybody thinks they have it down mm-hmm. uh, but i don't think that anyone knows what the hell is going on you either got lucky or you don't i think it's all luck mm-hmm. it's completely random and it's luck and there's gonna be people like no i know which no you don't dude no you don't because you always make an hour two plus hour. i mean unless you have sentry then my bad mm-hmm. of course you make 20 minutes and you complain but I think it's completely random. Yeah. The one thing I remember the most about Crossing Every Day is seeing a lot of people with big maletas. Oh, yeah. It was like huge maletas and they would just have merchandise. Merchandise yeah. that they would take to TJ. Yeah. And I would always like see that. that uh, well, all of San Isidro. All of San Isidro has that mayoreo. Yeah. And like very. Um, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, like, San Isidro is it's a lot different uh, from what it once was just because it's, uh, it's now become become more than just like where you go through when you go to San Diego or back to TJ. Now it's its own little town. It's it's got restaurants and it's got you know art galleries and it's really cool. Like San Isidro is really cool now. But I remember when I was little, it was just kind of the place you got gas before you went to TJ, or you stopped at the bank, or yeah, or like a swap meets mm-hmm. and mayoreo places. And it was yeah, it was kind of a Grand Central Station for mm-hmm. TJ. Yeah, for TJ. It kind of seemed like, but. But yeah, it's pretty crazy. But yeah, the the border kid mentality growing up and like, oh, what are you doing this weekend? Like, I I remember it was hard for me to keep certain friendships because I, I was never available for sleepovers or mm-hmm. or parties or anything like that. Because it was always, oh, this weekend, as soon as Friday hits, I'm going like after school straight to TJ mm-hmm. um, when I didn't live over there. You know, now that you mentioned about after school going straight to TJ, when I was working at uh, the San Isidro district, one of their elementaries moved their minimum day. Cause you know how every school has a minimum yeah. day. Usually it's like Tuesdays or Wednesdays. They moved their minimum day to Friday because everyone would get their kids get out, out early. early on Fridays just to not make the traffic. Yeah. So they're like, let's just put minimum day on Friday. So all <laughs> of you go home out. at 12 and yeah. yeah. Cause kids were missing out on school. Yeah. Cause yeah, parents would just take them out an hour early, two hours early. For the traffic. To try to beat the traffic. Mm-hmm, to try to beat the traffic. I mean, it makes sense. That traffic is horrible. I'm not yeah. justified. It sucks. They, no, they it took sucks. them out. But I get it, man. That traffic is... If you ever find yourself trying to cross the TJ on a Friday, it's it's pretty gnarly. When you were in, when you were crossing every day, would you tell your friends that you were living in TJ or that you... You know, it never mm-hmm. like... I don't think it ever came up. Because mm-hmm. um, I know I've talked to people and they'll be like... Oh, like I didn't want to tell anyone or anything like that. But it's like, I don't think it ever came up. I just showed up tired. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I just always showed up tired to class. And I remember my teacher knew because my mom was good friends with my teacher, Miss Aguilar. And um, I remember because I missed like a week 
um, of school. Because the reason I ended up in TJ is because my grandma died. Mm-hmm. So I missed a school, a week of school, and it was this whole thing because we kind of moved everything over there. So my family and a lot of stuff was happening with my family. Um, but I remember my teacher knew because of that reason. But other than that, I think everybody kind of just, I just went to school. Mm-hmm. I never really talked. And like I said, like after school and on weekends, I never really hung out with friends because my friends were my cousins like that's who i hung out with so my friends were my school friends were just school and i never saw them again you know so i never had to justify why i couldn't hang out after school because i just i never did mm-hmm. did you tell anyone or did i i try to keep it a secret but also like no one really asked it's so it wasn't no like asked. so much of yeah. a secret because but i just didn't want people to find out right and because my parents always explained to me that we were using someone else's address. Right. So they kind of made me not scared, but as a little kid, you always want to do the right thing. Like, oh, you're not doing. Yeah. The right so thing. Uh, so you I was scared to like get in trouble because of it, which I wasn't going to get in trouble. But in my little kid mentality, I was like, oh, no one has to find out <laughs> that I don't <laughs> I live at the wrong, you know, yeah. the address that we're giving. And so I try not to share it with anyone. But one day I found out someone from my school she was a year older than me she was a different grade level but i found her in the trolley and we kind of like stare at each other (laughs) and then after that we made conversation and you know we would after that we would always walk together to the trolley stop in the morning so we we wouldn't really see each other it was more of an after school thing i don't know where she got dropped off or or what happened in the mornings uh, but that's how I got a little bit more comfortable with saying like, oh, yeah, like I guess other kids do it. And I mean, I would clearly yeah. see other kids in the trolley too going to school, but not, the but ones not that went like to your not my school. Yeah, not the ones yeah. that went to my school. But yeah, that's how I kind of Yeah, that's got interesting. I guess that, yeah, that makes sense. It, it, the more I grew up, the more I realized like, oh, everybody, like not everybody, sorry, but a lot of people at one point in their school career did it, mm-hmm. right? Whether it was their entire school career or before they moved over here or maybe they lived here and then their family chose to move to tj for financial reasons because a lot of times the houses over there are a lot cheaper you can buy you know an entire house with acres of land for what you pay rent here you know or did at one point um so it makes sense financially um but it is a pain in the ass like and maybe if you have century that makes it a lot easier can't relate but you know the people that white knuckle it and just take the regular lane or the ready lane that's it's a fuck yeah. it's a hot it's a, it's a hassle, hassle sorry it's a hassle yeah. um yeah i don't know i don't know that it, burritos every day is gonna fix yeah the i don't i would i mean i don't want to say never because i don't know what life is gonna bring but i would hate to go back to that but see some people love it like yeah uh, some people love like it, an example yeah. my cousins are from tj and they cross over here for school and I talk to them sometimes, like, oh, like, do you like school over here? Like, do you like the U.S. in general? They're like, yeah, it's cool. But they always say, like, but, like, I'm going to go back. Like, as soon as I'm done with school or work, like, I'm going to go back. Like, I'll work over here, but I'll go back. And I'm mm-hmm. like, wow, to them, it's like, mm-hmm. like, they want that commute. Because they know they'll make more money over here, but they don't mind the, they think it's worth it. Like, it's just, mm-hmm. they want to be over there. I'm like, wow, maybe I'm just more indoctrinated mm-hmm. <laughs> that I'm just like, no, I want to stay here. Because mm-hmm. if I could find a job over there that paid well, I would take it mm-hmm. and I would live over there. But for me, it's the crossing over. Yeah. You know, because I would live over there. I would love to live over there. If I could find a work from home job mm-hmm. and live over there, I would do it. Mm-hmm. But I don't know that you can do construction work from, from home. home. <laughs> 
<laughs> virtually. <laughs> virtually. <laughs> a virtual, like with the Oculus or something, with a virtual hammer or something. Oh my God, we're getting there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure we will. But till till they find a way to do construction virtually, uh, yeah, I think I'm stuck. Um, mm-hmm. I would have to commute and I just, mm-hmm. I don't think it's worth it. Like for my mental health, I just think, uh, for me, it's not worth it. Yeah, but I, I really think that our whole community is, it's, it's it has like it sees it in its surroundings that a lot of people do that like they cross every day or just on the weekends to like go have a good dinner or go to the doctor like i said or like getting like running errands basically yeah and then they just come back so it it kind of goes both ways because i have like i know people and including myself that we live here and we don't want to go back to live in TJ, but we do go over there pretty often to do different yeah. things. And then it's the same the other way where there's people that live in TJ and they cross here to just run errands, maybe work yeah. and then come back. I know? see that a lot, too. Mm-hmm. I have family members that uh, have their entire life over there, work and home and stuff like that. But they cross over here because they're like, oh, well, there was a special at so-and-so place. They're like, oh, we're going to go to disneyland or we're gonna do this and that and i'm like huh they come visit over here the same way i go visit over there mm-hmm. you know because they don't have any plans of moving over here mm-hmm. but they're like you know there's cool stuff to check out so mm-hmm. why not yeah and that reminds me a lot too of family members that i had that from from mexico that came here just to work for a couple years oh yeah and yeah. then they're like oh no yo me voy a regresar. You oh know? yeah and everybody has their plan right yeah like, they oh, want to come back see i go yeah, yeah, and then there's a few that just made a family and kind of stay here for longer than they expected, and they just stay here. And I have others that they either did get deported or something, and they left. And now it's like, wow, you know, like yeah, <laughs> life is so different. And yeah, growing up, I um, I remember having a lot, a lot more family on this side of the border, and then. I mean, honestly, when you're younger, you don't really know what's going on. It, it, even when you're younger, you don't realize that some people can't. I remember when I was younger, I um, I didn't understand why my cousins never came to visit me, like because I I knew the border was there and I hated as a kid you hate having to sit in a seat and see all the toys out the window and you don't get any of them <laughs> or the, all the food and stuff because I didn't get any of that stuff when I was younger. But I remember thinking like, man, I have to, I, why do I have to come all the time? And I never asked the question, but I was just like, it's so unfair. And obviously, I didn't. It was until I was older that I was like, "Oh, they can't! Like mm-hmm. they they literally cannot cross over, even if they wanted to, right?" So it's it's kind of crazy that moment that it hits you that like, mm-hmm. "Oh shit!" Like it's a little different, you know. It's a privilege to be able to be Being jumping back and forth, yeah. you know, because whether you cross all the time or not, you're affected by the border culture, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, just being on this side and seeing, because you literally go to San Cedro, you can see TJ. Yep. You can smell TJ. And for a lot of people, all they can do is look at it. And mm-hmm. that's, I mean, that's got to be pretty rough. So even though you're not crossing all the time like we are, you're affected one way or another by mm-hmm. by the border culture. So that's pretty crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't, I can't remember when I realized that there was certain people in my family that couldn't cross. But I did have a lot of family members I just, yeah, I, I can't remember. But I do remember when I was in high school. I just, I, I think I was like really late on like thinking about it. Because yeah. when I was in high school, my mom, um, she stayed without her, because her, she was here under visa. And then it expired. 
and she stayed like a, like a couple years without it and then that's when i when i was like wow you can't go like yeah and she's like no like i'm basically illegal like i'm staying here like without i can you know right. without um like trying to get in trouble and whatever so then we we got her papers uh, well my sister uh le arregló los papeles y todo so we got all that taken care of but that's when like personally i was like wow like my mom cannot go <laughs> and yes but that was like that was in high school but i'm sure before that i kind of like, i think knew. you it knew just, yeah. but it wasn't until like it affected you directly yeah directly because i uh, that, something sort of similar happened uh, in my family where i again growing up i found out when i was younger that my cousins could have crossed and and things like that i even have family on the on the u.s that couldn't cross to tj right because they mm -hmm. wouldn't be able to come back so i saw a little bit of both but it wasn't until one of my uncles has spent something like 12 years or something like that on the u.s um working and things like that and then he just kind of got fed up like he just wasn't getting enough work and he just kind of wanted to cross back to tj but crossing back i mean once you're back getting back to the u.s would have been mm -hmm. expensive and a lot of work and i remember he was moving his entire family back to tj and we were all kind of just helping to move a couple cars and we drove them over and then i think i was in middle school and then i remember seeing my uncle get really really sad and he's like um oh. i was in the car with him when we were crossing over to tj and it was like such an event i didn't understand why but everybody was acting like it was such an event like wow he's just he's leaving the u.s you know And I remember thinking, like, wow, why is this such a big deal? And I, I heard him say, like, um, it's so hard to cross over. He's like, mm -hmm. and after 12 years, like, I'm just going to go back. And I was like, oh, mm -hmm. shit. That's when I was like, oh, this is, mm -hmm. this is, it's rough. Because you know, I had heard of people crossing over and things mm -hmm. like that. And La Migra and things like that. But it was like, wow, it wasn't until then. And I was like, oh, shit, this is, like, life-changing. Yeah. Like, choosing to go back is a pretty big deal. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that impacted me a whole lot because it was like I took it for granted. I probably still do take it for granted. And for so many people, it's it's expensive. I mean, hiring someone to cross you over and not to mention how dangerous um, it is, both physically, but also getting caught and getting marked right mm -hmm. for life, things like that. It's pretty crazy. So, yeah. Yeah, I do remember stories like that, but I was so young that I wouldn't like connect the dots. I just I would be like, oh, okay, cool, you know, like yeah. we're all and and especially because um since when we lived in TJ, um it was we we had the house and a lot of family members that were either that got deported or that were on their way back, they would stop at the house, right? Spend a couple of days there until they figure it out or got some money, and then they would get going with their trip and it would go both ways like people that would cross over or people that were going back right. and it happened a lot especially with um como gente de, de donde era mi mamá que era como que oh es que ella está en el norte so like sí. you know make the stop and my parents were always like very like open arms to like welcome anyone like for a few days yeah and then they would get going but, but even like seeing all stop. of that it was like a pit stop though yeah i didn't make a connection until yeah. i got older i was like oh that's what i was all about <laughs> yeah. so and then there. yeah so then my mom would like start tell me like yeah like el coyote los recogía ya se los llevaba and, you know, and i would never see them like sometimes I would, there would be like someone y me los presentaban de que oh él es primo de no sé quién no sé quién and then one morning they would just not be there and that's yeah. because they left that night to go cross, to cross. you know to, para ir por el cerro. and i would never see them again yeah. ever 
And yeah, because it was like a pit stop. It was like a... Yeah, like... That's crazy. When I was little, it sounds silly, but when I was little, like, everybody would talk about coyotes so much that I thought it was like a legit like a animal that would lead them over. And I was just like, wow, this is like a very smart coyote. Like, <laughs> he's just picking people. They just... Because, like, okay, so the way I justified it to myself, it was like, oh, they must, like, there must be coyotes that travel like the safe way to get over and people just follow them yeah that's why everybody's like oh pues el coyote el coyote because everybody's mm -hmm. like oh they must be like a trail that the coyotes mm -hmm. take and so they just follow the coyotes mm -hmm. i didn't realize it was an actual person or i don't know where the name comes from mm -hmm. but yeah i was like wow that's kind of yeah yeah pollero coyote uh -huh. pollitos things mm -hmm. like that yeah it's crazy and it's it's crazy because a lot of people the, the amount of things people go through to cross mm -hmm. over, yeah. it's insane. I mean, because mm -hmm. for a lot of people, it's not a one and done. Mm -hmm, a lot yeah. of people do it multiple times, right? Whether it's with like fake papers or in the back of a trunk mm -hmm. or whatever the way it is to make it. It's it's risky. Mm -hmm. It's risky. It's got to be terrifying. I could never imagine. Um, and you're crossing with whatever you have on in your pockets and the clothes in your back mm -hmm. and you're hoping for the best and a lot of people don't have connections over here it's um for a lot of people it is normal to show up and at least have a point of contact mm -hmm. but for a lot of people they're just hoping for the best mm -hmm. and that's yeah the that's first time crazy. i heard my mom's story on when she crossed i was i was speechless because she was so young yeah. she was so young and i don't i feel that I don't. I wouldn't be able to go through all of that. Yeah. At that age, that she, that you know. That yeah, that's crazy. Like, and all the decisions that led yeah. to that the moment. And she didn't share her story until we were way older. Um, and I, I guess because she just, I don't know, like it just never came up. Like we all kind of knew, like the all our uncles and, aunts yeah. and everybody, but we don't really know their story. Like I ask Alicia specifically. Uh huh. And one day we were just hanging out at the house, and and we started talking about like. I mean, everything happening right now about like immigration and all of that, and um, like seeking for asylum. And she shared with us like detail by detail and like how everything happened and where she stopped. And she even like went forward to like when she met my dad. And yeah. <laughs> so she she talked about like all those like two years because it's one thing crossing, but then what happens next? Like you said, you know, like yeah. you got nothing. So she also talked about how she adjusted to the place, how she had to. Uh, like find people and yeah and i guess she came um at cause my my auntie came first with her husband but she was all the way to i think la or i don't know where she was but she was up north and my mom got to san diego and she couldn't find her and she couldn't yeah. find her she was trying to call the phone number that my auntie gave her but it wasn't working so she's like okay i'm just gonna settle here and she did settle in san diego and they didn't see each other for like a good eight years and I was like, I cannot imagine not seeing my sister for eight years. Yeah. Without calling her. Let alone her. not even knowing where they are. Like, yeah, it's not, not like you, oh, are. yeah, we were just separate. Like, no, it's just no idea where the yeah. other person was. Yeah, I don't know. Like, every time I think about that, it's just like, oh, wow. Like, she went through so much, you know. Yeah. And, but she loves the life that she built here. And and that's what makes me happy that, you know, she's able to be like, yeah, I went through all that. But it's way better than what I could have built. It was worth it. Yeah. And, and I think she's satisfied. It's, I mean, from what I see, like, she tells me she's, like, pretty happy with how it turned out to be. Yeah. But 
really tough stories really tough stories out there and they're all so unique um mm -hmm. just in the sense of like what you leave behind and mm -hmm. the reason that you're fighting to cross over whether it's the promise right of the so-and-so american dream or um of the pressure of like wanting to provide for your family right and doing it in any means necessary or i mean like you mentioned the with the asylum just uh try and flee dangerous of of your home country and things like that it's it's crazy and everybody has their own sort of a, a catalyst in their own life but it's just so many stories and unfortunate unfortunately not all of them end with a happy ending mm -hmm. and it's pretty it's pretty gruesome but yeah it, like i said it's one of the things that i guess i took for granted to this day the more i read about these sort of stories and stuff like that the more i'm like wow we really i guess we had it okay you know because my dad also crossed my mom was um ever since she was younger um she was an american citizen and it's funny because when my dad and her dated my dad didn't have papers and he didn't know and my my mom didn't tell him until they were already married And it was like, oh, wow, like, because everybody would be like, oh, you just married her for her papers. Like, my dad was like, I didn't even know. <laughs> I was like, I didn't even know she had papers. Uh, and my mom, because she was a U.S. citizen, crossed over here when she was uh, pregnant with me. Um, and my dad did his attempt in multiple ways, multiple uh, multiple tries, because he couldn't do the first time. And it's crazy. Like, I've heard a little bit of his stories, but I'm always just a little bit scared to ask, because I feel like he doesn't like talking about those sort of things. Just because it's like a shitty memory, mm -hmm. you know, and for him, he, he because he had to do this so many times, it's always kind of like, I don't know, maybe it's just like, uh, it's like a bitter, yeah, it's just shitty. I think it's just something shitty to put in his head. So I just try not to ask too much, but you know, it's rough. It's rough because I mean, I'm first generation. So that's something I'll never have to experience, mm -hmm. thankfully, you know, unless we start filling into Canada pretty soon <laughs> but yeah it's and again growing up it just took it for granted you know because my dad eventually did get as a residence card uh with the help of my mom and eventually his uh u.s citizenship but and crossing every day you know we just sort of feel like oh we just like to complain about the border like oh the border's two hours long but like dude you just, at least you get to cross man yeah. like, And for something as simple as going to get drunk in TJ mm -hmm. and then coming back, you know, when there's people. I mean, you see them when you cross over to TJ, people camping at the border wanting to mm -hmm. seek asylum just for. Yeah. Or, or people that are here working and sending money to their families. They haven't seen for years. And they haven't seen them for years. Right. Yeah, it's rough, man. It's um, it, it's a shitty feeling because it's it's guilt. For me, it's what it is a lot of the times. And still to this day, when I feel, go visit my family in TJ, you know, um, I feel like I don't do it enough. And the question is like, well, I mean, if I lived, if they could, I, they would come see me. But mm -hmm. it's really all up to me. And just because I don't want to sit in traffic for a few hours, I'm missing out hanging out with my family. So that's pretty, I don't know. I feel guilty at times for sure. Yeah. I know I I feel you because I do have family I that can cross to visit me, yeah. and every time I do see them, they tell me like, oh, like you sh you're the one that should come to see me because you're not well, and it just makes me feel guilty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Isn't life? And then you don't go because you feel guilty, and then you're like, if I'm gonna, if I go, I'm gonna make three hours of line. Yeah, or like if I go, they're just gonna complain why I don't come more often. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's what happens to my mom. I feel Mm -hmm. like, um, she she goes visit her family as much as she can, but every time she goes, the first thing that happens is like, no más seguido? and it's like or first and the last thing they say right when they say goodbye it's like ven más seguido? and it's like my mom's like dude i'm trying man like i just yeah. at least i'm here i'm trying mm-hmm. to be here but they're gonna chew her off for it's an hour. it's such a a um like you're living two lives because you have a whole oh, life here you're living two lives yeah, yeah three yeah. lives really because you got the u.s life the mexico life and the and like the the dual life mm-hmm. where you like because you're not here ni de aquí ni de allá no mm-hmm. como dicen sí. yeah yeah and I think that's what like the border town kids live like yeah since you're little since you're little for mm-hmm. sure have you been pretty good at managing both Did you, which one do you feel like you lean more towards mm-hmm. if you have to decide what do you mean like culturally which one do you feel like oh like i'm definitely more of because when i was little i was like oh i'm mexican mm-hmm. <laughs> i remember mm-hmm. i had like a huge existential crisis when i was little and i was like no but like i'm mexican because my cousins were always like oh dude like like tú eres gringo like you're not ni siquiera pocho mm-hmm. like porque no saben que era eso they're like no tú eres gringo o sea tú no eres no eres de aquí tú eres gringo so i was like no dude like i'm mexican i got like i look mexican like you, what do you mean you know and a lot of people always say it's like Because it got shunned on both sides. I grew up with a lot of Mexicans, so I never got really shunned for being Mexican. But I always got shunned for having papers. So, yeah, for me, I definitely leaned more Mexican just to sort of prove myself to my family. And now that I grew up, I definitely, like, more most of the music and entertainment that I follow, it's mostly in Spanish, I feel like. I do, so, I do a lot of English, but a lot of it is Spanish. I, I would say Mexican as well, but I also feel that i don't have much in mexico because the family that I, that i do have in mexico i'm not connected like i like I, we don't stay in touch right and for the same reason that we've been saying like yeah. that i don't go visit them much and stuff so i even though like the culture of course um, i'm more leans to like the mexican culture spanish music uh a lot of like telenovelas i love the telenovelas Uh, but would I survive in Mexico? Like, would I? Move? It, it would be lovely to move over there and start like a whole life, but I think it would be very hard to adjust. Oh yeah, because it's a whole different way of living, and um, you know, like I hate to say, but I am very used to living here and yeah. like what I have. You're comfortable. Yeah, like I'm comfortable here, and yeah, I see my friends because I I do have a couple friends that do live over there and they work here. Um. And they work in like in similar fields that I do, and yeah, it's just like I see them. I'm like, how do you do it? Like, I don't think I can just, yeah. you know, it's it's a, a different way of living. Well, I guess it's like they say, no unas por otras, because they also like own a home. True. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? They also like own a home and like started a life and like so like. Mm. Yeah, I'm like, maybe it's hard to understand why they would do it, but they're doing it mm-hmm. and they have their perks because mm-hmm. of it, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's like, um, I feel like it's like with a lot of people, sometimes I have to drive an hour to work and that's just what I have to do, okay. you know? That's sometimes what people make to get over here, you know? Um, yeah. So I don't know, like, it's just some, some of those things that you just sort of do, mm-hmm. right? And if you can justify them to yourself, like, 
yes, I have to do two hours every morning to get to work and then an hour to get home. But, right, X, Y, and Z. I mean, if you can justify that to yourself, I guess that's, mm-hmm. I guess that's enough. Yeah, I don't know. I've always said that. And so, okay, I do feel like, ni de aquí ni para allá. Like, not too much, like, yeah, yeah not yeah. even, like, not to the extreme. Like, I'm really in the middle. And I think that's one of the main reasons why I identify as Chicana. Because I, for growing up, um, I would always, like, in elementary and middle school, that like, you do those assignments. And I would always put, like, Mexican-American, Mexican-American. Like, I'm a Mexican-American, whatever. But then I realized, I'm like, I don't know if I would, like, I don't know, Mexican, I, I, like, I'm, American doesn't really, like, I don't know. It just didn't feel right. right. And then until I kind of, like, explore more, I felt more connected with, like, you know, the term Chicano, Chicana. Yeah. Because I was like, yeah, you know, like, I, I take, like, I take pride of my life here as a first gen with an accent that i speak more spanish than english yeah but i still don't want to give up what i'm trying to build here right yeah that's um that's one of those hard things with like labels because everybody tries to say well like this is what it means right like this is what chicano means this is what chicano means this is what mexican-american means this is what mexican this is what american so when you like narrow it down like that, it's always a headache because it's like, well, it's a little bit of everything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like this and that. And I remember one teacher once told me like, like, oh, you're not Chicano. Like Chicano second generation and over. Like you're first generation. Like you're Mexican-American. Like you're. Mm-hmm. So like they try to explain that to me and I can't exactly remember what they said, but I remember just feeling like, well, then fuck, man. Like, which one am I? Like, I thought I had it. I thought Chicano was it. And then some people and then I've brought this up with other people. Uh, shout out Anastasia. I think I, I had this conversation with her and she would say like, no, you are like, if you feel that you are Chicano and like you're on both sides of the fence and that's what you are. And then I'm like, but then see, then I don't understand. Like, where is the line drawn? Well, there's no line. There shouldn't be a line. It's just like right. but then gender, why do you know, whatever keep... you identify with. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's yeah. But then it's like, why do people keep trying to gatekeep the whole thing? You know, and that's just it's just such a shitty feeling. Because it's for people that are, like, Chicano is, is such a, uh, I don't want to say label, but it's such a genre for people that, like, already feel misplaced, mm-hmm. right? It's already uh, outcasty in a way, right? Because it's, yeah. yeah, so it's already in its own. And then even then, people have the balls to gatekeep it, yeah. to be like, no, you're not, because technically, and it's like, well, mm-hmm. fuck, man. Or like, oh, you're not Chicano enough because you don't like low riders the way I like low riders. Mm-hmm. And it's like, damn it, man. Like, I just, fuck. I don't, I, then I don't know. That's why when people ask me, like, what are you? I'm like, I don't know, man. I'm just, I'm David. <laughs> 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 I don't know what to say, man. Like, like, sure, maybe I'm a little bit of that, but I don't know. Because then mm-hmm. someone's going to come and tell me I'm not. And then mm-hmm. I just don't want to get too attached to mm-hmm. to anything. But it's rough. It's rough because yeah. sometimes when you look for community and that community sometimes pushes back, it's it's rough for sure. Okay, well, that sums up our episode today. I know we it was a little much of <laughs> uh, our experiences, but I think it's... it's um, it means a lot to be able to share those experiences and you know things that we live through uh, but thank you for listening to us and yeah we're thinking of having more interviews hopefully and we're planning on having an interview where i i do the interview so 
Yeah, it's going to be the Coming first soon. episode <laughs> without David in the yeah. podcast. Uh, no, I'm super proud. Uh, it's going to be a great episode. I can't wait for you guys to hear it. Uh, so stay tuned. Thanks again. If you made it this far, thanks. <laughs>